Welcome to A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in position to succeed at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on all the action, whether you're betting Kentucky and Vanderbilt tonight, currently squaring off just down the road from us in West End, or any of the NFL's final two remaining games in championship weekend. Superbook Sports will get you right. Speaking of getting right, TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, that is the place that you go to get an incredible experience. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com. The Ash, uh, uh, Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best quality American-made Ford vehicles and a non-commissioned sales staff that never puts pressure on you. Check out their 2023 vehicles online or at the dealership in Mount Juliet. TwoRiversFord.com is where you go. So, uh, not a lot happening with the offensive coordinator situation uh, publicly, um, but obviously they're continuing their search. Now, there's a couple of different factors that come into this, right? Because Bill O'Brien returned to the NFL today. Uh, the reporting by ESPN's Adam Schefter um, at this point, and Chris Lowe, who obviously covers the world of college football for ESPN. So he's been in Alabama for the past two seasons under Nick Saban, and now he's going back to work with Bill Belichick, which is where his career began in 2007 as a coaching assistant. So Bill O'Brien, very well thought of, had a lot of success uh, with the uh, Patriots, obviously went on to spend a year at Penn State before he went to the Houston Texans for, I believe, six seasons and had a lot of success winning divisional titles there. Now, uh, Belichick did not name an offensive coordinator last year. Officially, Matt Patricia was the primary play caller and Joe Judge was involved with the offense in some form or fashion. It became convoluted and obviously the Pats did not make the playoffs. So they bring in Bill O'Brien, and that fills one of 13 openings of offensive coordinators that the NFL had prior to O'Brien. Now there are 12, including the Titans. And so as we wait for other dominoes to fall around this stuff, there's a lot of interesting names that are out there on the marketplace. But if you're a candidate, the options have never been better for you to kind of be selective, more selective than you might otherwise have gotten to be. So I want to start here uh, with your Two Rivers Ford take. Who do you think should be the front runner for the Titans offensive coordinator job? We'll talk about this together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. It is, of course, made possible by the lovely folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford always sells new non-specialty Ford vehicles below MSRP, and their financing options are exceptional. Two Rivers Ford is a brand that you know, a name that you can trust, a business that's been operating here in the Mid-State for 40 years. They always offer you award-winning customer service and the finest selection of quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So I'm not asking you who is the front runner because obviously there's really no way of knowing that right now. The information has been very, very tight. I'm asking you who should be the OC uh, favorite at this time. Steven1986 says Tim Kelly. 
might as well go in-house at this point. Well, I'm curious as what why you mean in-house at this point, uh, or why why this is the point that makes you think that they should just go in-house and kind of stop considering other offensive coordinator candidates. Mr. Jones says Eric Bieniemy. That's not an option. Eric Bieniemy is considering. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is considering uh, head co- head coaching positions only at this time, and it would be a lateral move at best for Eric Bieniemy to come from the Chiefs to the Titans, even though he does not call the plays specifically in Kansas City. He is involved in the play calling process, and this man wants a head coaching job. Uh, Frank Reich, if Tannehill is the QB, says Patrick Bird. You know, Reich. There's really, I mean, none of these openings have have filled as far as head coaches go, right? It's the Texans, the Panthers, the Colts. You have the Cardinals, and who am I forgetting? Uh, Texans, Panthers, Cardinals, Colts. There's a fifth job that's opening out there. That I'm oh, the Broncos. Forgive me, the Broncos at this point. And really, none of those. Uh, it, it seems everything is being held hostage by Sean Payton getting to decide who he wants to interview with, how many interviews he wants to do, what he wants to, you know, how much time he wants to spend in each interview, all these different things. And until such time as that happens, um, none of these offensive, uh, none of these head coaching jobs have been, have been filled. Jacob, Jacob, uh, forgive me, Jacob, I'll butcher your last name. So I'm not, I'm going to skip it. It says, who are the Titans linked to? The only three reported candidates that the Titans uh, have uh, have been discussed uh, about are Tim Kelly internally. So there's there's two that they requested interviews. One who we uh, don't know whether they he accepted the interview request, and another who has turned them down for head coaching uh, position availability. Eric Bieniemy. So it goes in this order: Tim Kelly. Eric Bieniemy, who has said that he's not interested in OC jobs at this point. Matt Nagy, who's the quarterback's coach in Kansas City. And then Tyler Outen, who is the Broncos' OC. Those are the only four that have been linked, reportedly, to the Titans at this point. Now, we know that they've interviewed other candidates at this time. But as to who should be the favorite, I think there's a lot of different things that you have to consider. Mike Vrabel was asked about this, and changing of schemes and offensive coordinators in his press conference on Friday. This was the Titans head coach. How open are you to uh, changing the offensive scheme? Well, I think we change things every year. And, and I, wanna, I want coaches and people, and we had this conversation this morning, of, that are versatile, that have multiplicity, that can be, that can adjust, that aren't just married to one specific way of looking at a player, of coaching a scheme, coaching a technique. You know, there's a bunch of different ways to rush the, rush the passer. It's a bunch of different ways to, to block or to run a route, um, outside zone, inside zone. I, the whole idea is to have people that, you know, are, can function and excel in doing different things. And I, 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 I want to do that offensively. I absolutely do. I want to do whatever is best for our football players and they can, they can excel. The, the young players that we saw this year, you know, finding ways to help them make a jump, and then you know, the veteran players that we'll have back. What are the things that you're looking for, the qualities you're looking for in your next offensive coordinator? Well, I mean, we, again, if you hear me talk, it's about guys that can lead and make a connection with their coaching staff, with the players uh, that, have, that have some level of multiplicity that can you know, f- 
figure out ways to, to run the football, whether you run and you, and you use the quarterback or whether it's an outside zone, whether it's gap scheme, like I got it. You know, I mean, I've sat in a lot of different meetings. I, I got all the different schemes. I want to make sure that, you know, we, we find a few that we like, uh, would hope that we can teach the players and that they can understand and they can have the confidence to go and do their job. You know, somebody that, you know, we, we got to score some points. You know, we, we've been efficient. One thing we have been in as around here is, is efficient in the red zone. You know, that, that hasn't changed no matter who was, was running the offense. Um, but we just have to get down there more often. You've heard me say that. So if we can continue to be efficient and, and looking at how we have created those game plans uh, and what we've done to prepare in that regard, if, you know, finding a way to translate that to, to our first and second down and, um, you know, still staying efficient in red zone and scoring points and, and protecting the quarterback. Vrabel uh, meeting with the media on Friday as part of his introductory or as part of Rain Carthon's introductory press conference. Quick reminder that A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is where you go to wager on all the action, whether it's college basketball, the NBA, the NHL, or the NFL. Superbook is always your go-to spot to wager on your favorite major sports. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, and their odds boosts and promo bets simply cannot be beat. Uh, Superbooksports.com is where you go for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, as, far as, the, uh, as far as the situation for uh, the Titans offense is concerned, you have to look at a couple of different things. Um, I think that, one, they have only been reported, only four candidates have been reported to have interviewed or linked to the Titans job. There are obviously more than that. The names, though, we don't know. They've, they're they a very, very tight-lipped organization. Now, where it, comes to, uh, where it comes to people who I think they should consider, you know, obviously, I think Frank Reich is focused on, on head coaching jobs. I think he's likely to get a head coaching job. We'll see what happens with Sean Payton. But if, if Frank Reich is relegated to a role of an offensive coordinator, which I don't think is likely. Obviously, that is who it would be at the top of my particular wish list. Now, you know, I mean, Matt Nagy is interesting. Matt Nagy is obviously very skilled uh, at uh, at what it is that he has been able to do. He's, you know, I know the Chicago tenure didn't go well, but you have to remember that, I believe his first year in Chicago, he was a coach of the year candidate. Or he won coach of the year. Um, now that... Listen, it doesn't always translate to long-term success, and obviously Mike Vrabel went from coach of the year to losing seven straight games this year, so it's something that you have to keep in mind anytime you're having discussions like these. But I do think when you talk about the kind of offensive coordinator that needs to uh, that needs to be in Tennessee, I don't really care who the name is. What I care about is what they bring. Whichever candidate has the ability to recognize that the Titans' tendencies on first down in the last two years were flawed. They cannot continue to run the ball as frequently with Derrick Henry on first down as they have been. I'm not saying that it's a perfect solution. I'm not saying that it's going to cure all of their ills. But the first and foremost thing that needs to be established is, can you modernize this offense and can you do things with Derrick that still make him a featured player without just grinding him into the ground? So... That I, whoever that is, I don't care who the name is. I don't care what uh, I don't care what it is 
that their background is. I don't care where they were before this, if they've ever called plays before. I just need somebody, if I'm a Titans fan, who understands the tendencies and understands how to make this thing go. Um, Patrick Bird says, Buck, do you think Vrabel and Nagy could get along? I see them butting heads. Well, Patrick, unless you know either of these two men personally, I don't know why you're projecting that way. And by the way, people butt heads all the time. It's a competitive work environment. And Mike Vrabel is a very challenging boss. Um, he's going to butt heads with whoever you put in there. And it's just a matter of whether the person that you put in place is confident and competent enough to be able to push back on Mike and to have their own say in a way, in a manner that's respectful and professional. Mike Vrabel is, you know, you guys have seen Mike. Like, that's that you understand who it is that is making the hirings and who it is that whomever is going to work for. Um, so, like, to project, but, and listen, Patrick, I don't know what you're, personal relationships are. I don't know whether you know Matt Nagy. You could eat dinner at his house every Sunday for all I know. But like, unless you're, unless you have information specifically as to the character and to the demeanor of these two men, other than what you see on TV or a press conference clip here or there, I don't know how you could, you know, with any kind of confidence say, I see them butting heads because that's just projecting something that I don't think you actually have. I don't want to say that I don't think you actually have knowledge on. That's not what I'm implying. I'm implying unless you do, I don't know how you can make those assessments, right? Um, I think that the uh, I think that a lot of this I think that a lot of this is going to be frustrating for Titans fans just because you want a name and you want to know who's going to be in place so you can move forward, get to the Senior Bowl next week, and start to start the uh, start to feel the draft process really kick into effect. We'll see what happens this week. I have no idea whether they announce an offensive coordinator this week. They've typically done stuff like this around the Senior Bowl, uh, where Mike Vrabel and and Rand Carthon and a lot of these coaches will be for obvious reasons. But I think at this point. Um, I think at this point, you just have to, you have to keep an open mind and whomever the name is, they have to have an understanding of how to change the Titans tendencies. They don't have to change the scheme. It's just about what it is that the Titans are going to do at this point. Um, <laughs> Jamie, Jaime or, or Jamie, forgive me. I never know. Uh, Nagy bullied Vrabel in kindergarten, allegedly. Yes. Sources say at this point in the game, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, uh, the quarterback shuffle, because obviously the quarterback situation in Tennessee is not concrete right now, even though Ryan Tannehill is still on the roster and still under contract for one more season. But there's a lot of different moving parts and pieces around the quarterbacks this offseason, who I know a lot of you are interested in. The question that I want to ask you is this. Uh, I'm going to take Carr out of the equation because Carr is already going to get released at this time, um, producer Reed had Derek Carr in there, but at this point, we know that Derek Carr is not going to be a Las Vegas Raider. So which of these quarterbacks are most likely to return to their teams this offseason? Brady, Rodgers, or Lamar Jackson? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that primetime is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMath Fitness is the best place for you to accomplish your New Year's resolution. A new year, a new you, a new way to work out is what TrueMath Fitness offers you. In fact, they are offering you incredibly fantastic uh, and very affordable membership options right now when you go check out all of their offerings at TrueMath Fitness. Whether you are somebody who likes group class the way that I do, whether you are somebody who wants more focus on personal training, whether you want just to be able to work out on your own time at their open gym. TrueMath Fitness offers you any variety of these options to make sure that you can accomplish your fitness goals. So try it for yourself for free 
as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com. So, who is most likely, uh, or rather, who is least likely to return to their team at this point? Rather, I'm sorry, most likely. I read the question wrong. Who is most likely to return to their team in 2023 of those three quarterbacks that we mentioned? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Lamar Jackson? Now, I was listening to Jay Glazer on the Levitard show. It was the, the podcast from Friday. And Jay Glazer thinks that Lamar Jackson is not likely to be with the Ravens in 2023, which was an interesting note. And Jay Glazer does not get stuff out there like this. Now, Dove Kleinman uh, from the Peter King Monday morning quarterback, or no, he's not. It's not called Monday morning quarterback anymore. What's it called? Football morning in America. Uh, the Pat, the Packers will want at least two first round picks in a trade for Aaron Rodgers says Peter King. King adds that Jets owner Woody Allen would happily pay that price. The question remains if Rodgers even wants to play for New York. So there's that. And then there's this reporting from Adam Schefter, because uh, obviously the quarterback situation this offseason has the potential to get kind of nuts. This will be the third straight offseason in which Aaron Rodgers' future is the subject of much speculation. But make no mistake, both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are expected to move on from certain players, which Aaron Rodgers probably will not like. The issue here will be the $110 million left on his contract and which team could afford it. But there is a real possibility that at some point this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's taking his time to make a decision. No one knows exactly what he's going to do yet, but also after last offseason when word leaked about his retirement, his circle is tightened as to what he will and won't do this offseason. If he does play, there will be personal and professional considerations to take into account. Tom Brady is expected to want to play for a winning franchise if he does decide to continue moving forward. As for Derek Carr, he is expected to be traded at some point this offseason. And as usual with quarterbacks, the demand exceeds the supply. The entire NFC South is expected to be in the market for a new quarterback. The Jets, the Commanders, the Colts, the Texans. There are so many teams that need quarterbacks, which elevates the value of Carr. And that is why at some point this offseason, earlier rather than later, he is expected to be traded. Who generated more uh, talk about his future than Lamar Jackson because he's only 26 years old because he enters this offseason without a contract. Now, the Ravens can franchise tag him exclusively for $45 million. That's a big number, uh, certainly during the February to March window. But GM Eric DeCosta said he's sure that they can get a deal done. These things take time. He said they will act with Lamar's urgency because Lamar represents himself. Is Lamar that urgent? You know, he was asked, DeCosta was, would you entertain trade offers at any point if you're not reaching the deal? He said, we're not going to talk about that at this point. So I think most likely to me, based on that, is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, the Packers owe Aaron Rodgers $60 million next year, right? So $60 million, even though Aaron Rodgers has made a tremendous amount of money in his career, it's not something that you're necessarily casual about. And by the way, he gets to decide basically where he wants to go. If you don't want to play for the Jets, doesn't matter how much Woody Johnson wants to offer the Packers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to go at this point. So I think you have to look at all these different factors. Lamar sounds like he's entirely, uh, that he might entirely be on the move, but a $45 million quarterback, 
is not something that I think the Titans need to be in the business of right now, even as Lamar is clearly, clearly so special at this point. Um, Roy L. Wright says, we do have to realize the announcers stir this junk up. Yeah, but the, Roy, those aren't announcers. Those are reporters. Those are the two of the most credible journalists that we have in this industry. Um, you know, whatever you think of Adam Schefter or Chris Mortensen as, as people, as individuals, the way that they do their, their job, that's uh, irrelevant to the conversation. Commentators, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit of everything, right? Like, started out as a reporter. Now I'm a talk show host. Um, those things, I, I do this show, which is obviously very opinion-based. I write and I do talk radio, which is obviously very opinion-based. So that stuff starts to, to bleed through. So there's a difference between like me and Adam Schefter, whose job and Mortensen, whose job specifically are to, you know, report the news, to report the information, to get what they have out there to the public. Those aren't, those aren't people who are, I mean, Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen are asked their opinion and they will give them from time to time, but not in a segment like that. That segment is information driven. So I think that Aaron Rodgers is most likely to uh, be a Green Bay Packer out of the three options that they uh, presented there. Um, But it's going to be fascinating to see, especially with Brady, because Brady right now is being combative on his own uh, podcast and telling Jim Gray to, you know, I mean, not telling Jim Gray specifically to bleep off, but kind of telling Jim Gray to bleep off a little bit and how uh, pissy he was about his answers. Um, I think that uh, I think a lot of this is going to be fascinating. And obviously, you know, the Titans, uh, while they do have a quarterback under contract, there is nothing concrete at this time about the future of Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. All right, let's do a gone viral video and wrap our uh, portion of the programming up for the evening. Josh Heupel got a massive extension today. And I know the guys on the Big Orange podcast talk about it. Uh, we haven't talked about the Vols, obviously, uh, very much since their season ended. But the question that I'd like to ask you, because a lot of you are crossover Titans and Vols fans, is it too soon for Vols coach Josh Heupel to get a contract extension? I thought it was pretty interesting. And, you know, I mean, I'll tell you my opinion on it here in just a second. Right after I remind you, the primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address Without the stress and the intel edge, you need to succeed in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. Nobody does it better than the Ashton team, and they have done so for millions of Middle Tennesseans who are either moving to Middle Tennessee or moving around in Middle Tennessee as this red-hot Nashville real estate market continues to grow. So trust the team that your favorite teams trust. Go to GaryAshton.com and find out for yourself how much better you can be with that intel edge. So. Uh, the question that I'm going to ask you for our gone viral video is this. Is it too soon for Josh Heupel to re- have received a contract extension? Uh, this was the reporting from Chris Lowe earlier today. Uh, Chris Lowe, among others. Uh, Josh Heupel landed a $9 million extension. Uh, it's the best season that Tennessee has had since 2001. Um, it will pay him $9 million a year. $4 million is how much more he is getting per year, and it will make him the fifth. Uh, it will take Heupel to fifth among SEC head football coaches as far as their average annual pay. The only people who are making more money in the SEC at this point than Josh Heupel are Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, and Brian Kelly. Uh, Lane Kiffin also makes $9 million a year for what it's worth. So, obviously, 11 wins this year is huge. Tennessee 
feels like it's on the right track. And uh, a lot of uh, a lot of this is a uh, a lot of this is a circumstance where for the Vols, the vibes are high and the recruiting seems to be on the right track. But uh, what um, uh, what the Big Orange podcast was discussing, I think believe either today or yesterday was the idea of Josh Heupel prior to, I think, his contract extension officially being announced. He's a special guy. And uh, I've and I've played for two coaches. I'm the youngest of four, and all my all my siblings have played a Division One college sport, from football to basketball to um, you know volleyball. And you know I've seen coaches. Both my parents played sports in college. I've been around them, um, and they don't make many Josh Heupels. He is as competitive and smart in football as you'll find, and I think you've seen that in the coaches he's developed his influence on the offenses that he's, um, you know, touched. Um, but I think you would be blind if you didn't see the passion that his players play with. And they're not playing for Heupel, but they're playing for Tennessee. But any any one of those players would, would do anything in the world for, for Josh Heupel, and I would too. Um, he is he's, – he's special. He's a family man. His, his love and care for his players – is unmatched and um, I'm not speaking just because I know every head coach in the country but I've been fortunate to go to a lot of programs you know and speaking with NIL and just seeing how programs are run and um, what the leadership looks like and um, to think that a guy like Josh Heifel is leading a program at the caliber caliber that Tennessee's at at the stage it's on um, Tennessee's got a gym man and uh So I think it's reasonable. I think it's totally reasonable to give Josh Heupel extension. Now, uh, that is a that's wide receiver Grant Furking who did an interview with the Big Orange podcast. You can check that out in the A to Z Sports podcast network feed. Uh, here's the thing: he lists a lot of different things that um, that will you know that sound very good and make Josh Heupel sound like a well-rounded person. And you know, to be honest with you I don't really care about the idea of Josh Heupel being a well-rounded person I just care about the results on the field now um is it a benefit is it a bonus if Josh Heupel is a good person yes of course tremendous um but I'm not paying him for what his family dynamic is I'm paying him to win games and to potentially win national championships I'm not paying him personally but the University of Tennessee is paying him uh to win championships to continue to compete at the highest level in the in the country's most competitive college football conference, which is the SEC. So um, all the all the reasons that you heard Grant Furking list are lovely. They are ancillary to me, but the results on the field speak for themselves. And certainly Josh Heupel has delivered uh, in a very, very quick fashion on that. How he continues to build will determine whether he is ultimately worthy of that $9 million a year that make him uh, tied for the fifth highest paid head coach in the SEC. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys spending some time. Radio show is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. We're going to talk with David Ubbin of The Athletic, specifically about Josh Heupel, Ron Slay, SEC College Hoops, as Kentucky is only up by five on Vanderbilt right now at Memorial Gym. Five, uh, just about five minutes left to play in the first half. Kentucky riding, I believe, a three-game win streak after uh, getting right against Tennessee. Um, and beating Texas A&M, a big couple of big wins for the Wildcats, who I despise. So I hope Vanderbilt beats them tonight. We will see. Uh, we will see what uh, what happens with the offensive coordinator situation. Obviously, we'll be on the radio show to talk about it. 
from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your evening. If I don't talk to you on the radio show at 10, you know that I will find you right here, or I know that I will, you will find me right here tomorrow night at 8 p.m. or thereabouts on A to Z Sports Primetime. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.